Welcome to the Beef Up After Party. What up? Can we, you just talk us through what's about to happen here? Carnage. I'm not a big drinker, so this could get interesting. <laughs> I'm sorry if this microphone wears. Am I supposed to be serious or not on this? So it'll be basically be the same system. The same system, but, but with ours. Yeah. The total web meltdown. Okay, long story short, basically we screwed it up. Because this festival hasn't broken me enough. Oh, f it, motorbikes. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Beef Hoppers. We're continuing to give you guys some insights into what is happening at this year's festival, which is less than a week away now. Wow, that is scary. But a bright festival of photography would not be complete without some workshops from Craig Wetchin. Craig Wetchin is probably one of the most experienced and knowledgeable photographers that I've ever met in my life. And boy, the man can talk. All these episodes have been around 20 to 25 minutes, I think, catching up, just finding out what's going on. This one's going to be take a little bit longer. This one's going to be more around 40 minutes, and that's just because Craig has so much going on that he's presenting this year, so much knowledge in there that he wants to share with you guys, and he does not waffle on at all about anything ever. But also what's exciting about this year's festival is we've got some competitions running, and one of those competitions... Matt will talk about briefly, could win you a Nikon Z50. Doesn't that sound exciting? There should be details of that on the website, so check that out. But let's get to the chat with Craig Wetchin, who you would know if you've been to the festivals as the presenter that does all the environmental portraits, the Breaking the Brumbies workshops, all those amazingly popular and phenomenal workshops that Craig runs. So let's find out what he's got planned for us this year. Craig Wetchin, how are you, sir? I'm doing fantabulous. That Wes. is good to hear. And obviously, Nick and Matt, the riffraff, are here as well. How are you, boys? Hey, so Wes. good. So good. So good. It's the best. Only a couple of mm. weeks away from the festival now. Oh. <laughs> depending on, again, I, mean, Wes. I mean, look, depending on when this gets released. Two weeks. Two Honestly, Wes, what you mean is by the time this gets released, it'll be like, the, the festival was two weeks ago. Yeah, probably. And, yeah, but yeah. yeah, if we're as organised as we are usually. But Craig, Basically. what's been happening? How are you? How are you dealing with staying at home all the time? Um, I am. I'm actually doing really good. Um, I, I do get out for my uh, daily walks with uh, with good old Astro every single morning. So he and I get, go out for walks, and I do my two and a half, sometimes three and a half. I push it to four every once in a while, four kilometers for a walk every morning. Is Astro a dog, Craig? Yes, he's my cool. golden retriever. Do you ever take pet photography and then claim to have done some astrophotography? Yes. Oh, I'm so happy I got that one in. Thank oh. you. We just Don't need fish. to just we just need to remind everyone that Matt is now a dad, so he is allowed to say stuff oh. like that. Say Officially dad, practicing, practicing. Yeah. He's okay with that. So, so the festival's coming up, Craig. What have you got planned, and how are you going to get a blacksmith, a gunmaker, and some wild horses into your backyard? Oh. It's like a Trump rally. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty easy at the moment, yeah. isn't it? Like, <laughs> Absolutely, man. They're, <laughs> man, they're bringing every. They're bringing the whole infantry in on that one. Um, yeah, look, uh, I'm just gonna corral them all up in the backyard, and um, I can live stream. I've got cameras, you know, um, all situated all around my property. And no, um, 
yeah so no and, and even the the garage dare i say i've got you know coffee roasting going on in there so if we're not shooting out in the backyard i can roast some some coffee and oh but so, you just can't have that can we is this a situation where you sound like you've got a lot going on at your place which is quite exciting compared to my place yeah is this are you just going to be doing environmental portrait selfies like the coffee roaster and like the lawnmower the, and just, the, it's just going to be you dressed up in different costumes doing selfies. I or? think, I think there's sourdough baking happening as well. Isn't oh yes. Yeah, sourdough we baking. Can't forget yeah, that. So I'm keeping myself well and truly entertained. And, uh, you know, if, if I do a selfie, uh, portrait in my garage, um, I'm going to have to dress in a costume like you. Yeah. Matt. Yeah. Well, I, I, I can actually send it over. Can you? Yeah, definitely. I'm going for going for pauper for hobo at the moment. That's my that's that's my current attire and has been for the last six months. Yeah. So no, look, I'll, I'll, I'm going to sit down with uh, somebody like you, Matt, and or Nick, and I'm going to sit down and I'm I'm going to talk to everybody at BFOP about how um, how you start a conversation with somebody and um, work out who they are and if they're really interested in getting into a portrait with me and. Um, especially an environmental portrait. So I, I, I'm going to walk people through um, pretty much from the moment I meet somebody to uh, to shooting them, and then uh, not shooting them, shooting them, but photographing them, um, to actually then sitting down in front of my computer and working the um, digital file um, from basically go to woe so it's titled go to woe so go to woe meaning i've just met you matt and i want to know a little bit more about you um want to know what sort of craft you're doing and oh by the way i'm doing a book um called i'm doing a new book called men and their collectibles and um i love the collection that you know such and such told me about and oh yeah and get them to talk all about their collection and Keep going, Craig. It is the most wanted I've felt in a long time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then um, and then once I'm done with you, I'll move on to uh, somebody like Nick. And um, and then I'll, I'll kind of walk through, I'll walk Nick through uh, sort of my digital process and how I take the file into the computer and uh, walk it through um, Photoshop or Lightroom and Photoshop and then out to press. So this is all. I've got it. Sorry, you go, Nick. I've got to say, having seen you do a couple of these workshops up at Bright, and particularly the one with um, Roger the gunsmith, mm. like to me, 90% of the difficulty of the photo shoot was Roger wrangling rather than actually taking the photo. I mean, it was like you've got this guy who's got his own agenda, which is probably not having his photo taken. Um, and <laughs> On horseback. It's, no, like, it sounds like, very dangerous. Like, and Well, no, with a wide collection of guns that he wants to demonstrate and oh. um it was uh, it was remarkable watching you in action i mean it's not straightforward no he, he was he was probably i would say roger was one of my most um challenging yet most um forthcoming with whatever you want just tell me where you want me and i will do it so i mean he just i couldn't you couldn't shut him up which was fantastic. I mean, when you start talking to people and, and you can't shut them up, that's fine. Um, I love getting people to tell me their stories like that. But yeah, he was an interesting little character to, because uh, he just went off on tangents. 
Doesn't you don't sound. know the you don't know the backstory to this. In that someone said, "Oh, you should go and wrangle Roger to do a photo shoot." So I rang him up and said, "Oh, can I come around and talk to you about doing a photo shoot?" And I had my youngest daughter with me, and I dropped Evelyn off at the cafe, and I said, "I'm going to be 15 minutes. I'm just going to see this bloke about a photo shoot. I'll come back." Two and a half hours later, it took me two and a half hours to get out of there. By which point, we'd been shooting handguns. We'd um, we'd had to go with his rifle. We'd walked around his Woodstock. It was amazing. Almost got me divorced. Well, so how you, you how you did it in an hour? I don't know. Well, I did it. I did it a couple of times uh, in an hour. Um, but then the thing is, is what what this is what worked out so well is because um, he I ended up going back to his place on my way home. Um, and when I left uh, Bright that that um, last year, and I spent probably oh yeah like two and a half three hours at his place um showing uh one of his offsiders how to pardon me how to light his gun stocks with the rudimentary lighting that he had going um and because uh, he wanted me to photograph all of his gun stocks and his and a couple of his guns and we, he pulled out the forklift we had slabs of timber that you know no one can lift but you know he's sitting there moving these things around with a forklift just so i can photograph his gun on on this slab of uh of his uh you know walnut um piece of timber um it was it was so much fun um but yeah i couldn't i, I was there for like four hours it sounds like this podcast sometimes <laughs> it's like just they start on one direction then we just we often just tangent as well I, I'm actually curious though, Craig, because I know that we, we've got a few few new faces joining BFOP this year. And from the sounds of it, I, I feel like I want to rename your workshop from environmental portraits to the photography pickup artist. Because it sounds as though basically what you need to do is go and swoon these people into, you know, spending some time with them, getting to know them, and then really ultimately just dropping the bomb like, can we do this? Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm up for that because, you know, it's the, the only way to get a true portrait is to know the person that's in front of the camera. <laughs> that, was a, that was a serious point. I accidentally farted at exactly the same time you finished that sentence. <laughs> it was just quiet. And I'm just sitting here going, I oh, don't, no, that doesn't come uh, through the microphone. <laughs> this is what we work with. This is what we were, but that's actually look. But that that itself is such a good insight to what you do and what you are so good at doing, Craig. And I remember talking to you about the book, this one, men men in their sheds that you did. And I remember you telling me half the time you turned up to a shed that you'd heard about and been told about to go and shoot, and the guy that owned the shed would be would just sit there and say, "Yeah, the shed's down the back. You just let me know when you're finished," and not realizing that they need to be in the photo as well. So you're you're there, you meet them, and then you need to make them feel comfortable with you, comfortable enough to stand in front of the camera, which can be a really confronting thing for a lot of people, especially guys like the guys that are in this book. The amount of, the amount of people that, that, uh, that did that, and then they end up posing themselves. You know, Roger, I had no problem posing him. Um, you know, Richard, the blacksmith, I had no, no problems posing him. Um, I think Richard, when when we were when we were photographing him, he just he just liked the side of the camera. It was he was he was quite funny. Um, 
but even uh, when we had Clay at the at the Brumbies, and we had um, his, uh, I forget his brother's name now. I just it it just slipped my mind at the moment. But um, irrespective, um, if you want people, if you want somebody to be in front of your camera, you need to know who they are. And they need to be. They need to feel comfortable. You can't just, um, you know, show up and point a camera in their face and 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 do this and do that. They're going to just sit there and like, what the? So what 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 balance would you say? Like, let's say you've got a, a wide variety of different skill levels and experience levels coming along to BFOP. In terms of um, this idea that knowing someone or knowing how to interact with them is obviously the most important part. What would you say to people who are maybe not super comfortable with their cameras? Do you think that you could have someone? if you put someone who is super personable with average camera skills versus someone who's very, very good at the camera, but not maybe doesn't quite get that personal bit, what, who's going to get the better shot? And, and at what point do you, um, not at what point, but um, who do you think can learn something from this? Do you think it's something that everyone walks walk away with, or do you have to be experienced where are we come? No, from I don't think workshop? you have to be. I don't think you have to be experienced at all. Uh, I think uh, we, you can learn. I also look at it. You can learn something off of each other. Um, you know, I have a lot of times I would teach my, I would teach the guys who I'd be photographing photography. I tell them why I'm doing and what I'm, but I involve them in the process. Um, and if you're not comfortable, find something of i mean when you talk to people you, you want to find out that where your commonality is you know wes look he's got you know game over man all going on in the background and i'm i'm quite curious of what you know what he's got in the characters on a on a, on a shelf behind him um and just and sort of have that conversation um and, and when you show genuine interest in something somebody else's interest you then start finding a commonality and a common ground um, forget the camera. The camera, the camera is 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 important. Yeah, absolutely. But it's the relationship that you build with the individual um, that you're that you're talking to that's about to get in front of your camera. So, you know, a lot of times I'd spend um, my longest my longest um, portrait in that book was I was with a fella for six and a half hours before the camera came out of the car. That, that was going to be my next question. I was going to say, if you spent an hour on a shoot with one of these guys, how long on average are you actually taking photos for? Oh, five, 10 minutes. Um, I'd say, uh, you know, the, the longest would be, you know, maybe 15. You, you know, you, you know, when you, when you, when you walk into a situation um, and this is, this is why it's really important to come to my beginner's class. You know, this is where we, with the begin, my beginner's um, workshop is about assessing the situation. And the first thing you need to assess is your light. Where's my light coming from? What light do I have to work with? Um, and what's my environment look like? So when you walk into a situation, it's walking into, uh, you, you're being, you got to come in with, um, you can walk in with some preconceptions and ideas of what you might shoot of somebody based on um, their collection. You know, for example, I photographed a guy um, in Warnable last year, and he had a Le- he had a Lego collection. And here I'm sitting there thinking, oh God, the first thing I'm thinking, I mean, dare I say, if I turned off my um, X-wing fighter here, I've got Lego everywhere in my studio here and all up in here. 
when I walked in, I'm like, I had no idea he had that much Lego. I knew he, I heard he had a lot, but it was just like, wow. And it was almost overwhelming in a way, but I spent more time talking to him, getting to know him. And then all of a sudden the shot and the idea started evolving in my mind based on just walking around and talking with them and seeing what the environment was all about. But I, th I think that the thing for me is you take these extraordinarily complex shots. So you're dealing with these sort of really cluttered environments where you're trying to work out composition. You've normally got mixed lighting. You've got a, a subject that's not used to having their photo taken and you're trying and you're putting that together in your head really quickly and sort of pulling it together. And that's sort of it. I've only got 15 minutes with the cameras because you've been taking photos for 30 or 40 years and you can kind of see it. And it's, and I think the joy with you is, is you talk through what you're seeing and people sort of really start to see the layers you're seeing that you're taking for granted. Well, I don't think I'm taking it for granted. I think uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at an environment um, that it could be, look, there was a guy that I photographed um, at the end of the year last year, and it was the most cluttered environment. And not only that, it, and it, it smelled. His place stunk. I hope he's not listening to this podcast. <laughs> it was just awful. And when I was trying to walk, I'm sitting there like, I'm trying to suck everything in just to get through areas of it, of his, of his, of his apartment and my feet were, you know, when you walk on, you know, when you go to the pub and you feel your feet go, no. that's sticky, where my feet floors. were walking in his place. Oh. And it was, yeah, it was a bit vile, but you know what? I was so interested in the character himself. I just kept the lighting and everything just really, really simple. And that's the thing with, with photographing, you can look at my shots and you go, oh my God, that just looks so complex. Well, it's not. Because I'm, I'm lighting usually with one or two lights. My third light is my ambient. Um, and I guess, yes, through my education, and that's where I would, I, I educate anybody who I teach is that you think about what your environmental lighting is first. That's going to be your base exposure. Then you add flash just to add that little accent to the subject so it's it's really it's dissecting it and just into its simplest forms um i kind of feel like you just put me on the spot here nick Good <laughs> but <work>. that's nick <laughs> well done nick but that's one of the best things about the way you teach in your workshops because yes as nick said you look at some of the a lot of the images that you take for a lot of people that environment would be really overwhelming for someone that's not as experienced as you to walk into and think, shit, I've got to get a shot out of this. Where do I even start? But as you mentioned, more often than not, you take a really simplistic and basic approach with your lighting and with the composition in the setup, but it's all that work that you do before you get the camera out that helps you figure out how to compose it based on the person's story and what's important to them in their shed or in their collection. And that's a really important thing that 
your workshop attendees can get out of your workshops is just how to take that overwhelming cluttered environment and just break it down into its simplest form and yeah and dissect it into its little into a little component um you know it's nothing short of when you when you if you go out to shoot landscape photography let's forget about photographing a human being landscapes exactly the same thing as photographing a human being but a landscape doesn't talk back to you right nick I know what you're talking about. Don't do landscapes. He actually doesn't really do much photography. <laughs> if there's no motorbikes, if there's no motorbikes around, he's he not doesn't interested. do anything except for talking into that microphone. And... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he works the day job. That's right. Then and you're the landscape person. And now you do the underwater stuff too. That does everything. I do a bit of everything. Can. Yeah, you do a bit of everything. Yeah, I just copy everyone. But, you know, when you walk into a landscape, you're not, I mean, yeah, all right. You can walk into a landscape and just spray and pray. That's all I always use that saying to my students. You know, you can walk into any scene and just spray and pray and hope for the best. But if you can walk into a landscape or walk into a portrait session or walk into an environmental portrait, still life or underwater, if you go in with a little bit of knowledge beforehand and with photographing people, I'm going in with that little bit of knowledge and my knowledge is through communication. You can learn a whole lot and not worry and, and not let the camera be your crutch. Use it as your, um, your weapon of choice. If you like, I feel like the, the one of the, to me, when, when I look at the photography that you do, I think the challenge that I see that people, a lot of people hit you either, um, I, f I feel like a lot of people are either really good at their settings and therefore think they can nail it because they know, you know, how to use lighting and settings and therefore they sort of sometimes ignore the personal side. And, and as you said, this doesn't work or you go in there expecting the subject to be really good. So like what you said about landscapes as an example, I'm so sick of seeing sunrises and sunsets because it's a, it's a, a photo of a really beautiful subject, not a beautiful photo of a subject. And I think the challenge that I see in your shots is that you're not often photographing. I'm going to say um, they're, I'm sure they're beautiful in their own way. So no offense to the people in the photos, but they're not typically beautiful subjects. You're trying to bring something out in that shot. Whereas uh, a lot of the genres of photography is actually about finding something beautiful and taking a picture of it as opposed to making something of a situation. Yeah. And I think that your process of bringing out what that thing is, is really important. And it's something that, I feel like a lot of people, especially as you're growing in photography, can fool you, you can fool yourself into thinking that because you know the technical side, you can just do it. But the reality is, you know, I would dare say that no one I know would sit down with a person for hours on end before photographing them. They'd be yeah. like, oh yeah, we can do that in 45 minutes. We've just got to do it at this time of day because that's when the light's good. And, mm. and that'd be as far as the conversation goes. So mm. I think there's a lot to learn in terms of... Um, you know, it's a deeper, I can call it like a deeper wisdom of photography. It's kind of not the stuff you can learn in a book. This is the stuff you need to learn from a person who's got the experience. Well, and that's being, I mean, and look, that's there. I say that's being human. I mean, like when you meet a friend, I mean, when I first met you when I first met you, Nick, when I first met you, Wes, I didn't think much of Wes, but no, just kidding. <laughs> Opposed to Nick who just bailed everyone up. Like I'm doing a photography festival and do you want to just do it? I, I, okay. I'll buy you a latte. 
I know. <laughs> Probably still owe you that lot, eh, don't I, Craig? Do. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty similar to when I ran Craig down at the festival and said, hey, you don't know me, but uh, do you want to be on my podcast? I know, and I'm just like, oh, oh yeah, sure, okay. <laughs> God, I've got to deal It's about with gardening. This, right? <laughs> I don't know what it's about yet, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> but when you meet somebody, you, you start having conversation oh does that what kind of what beer are you drinking oh yeah oh god that's yeah that's 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 it okay baby i'm trying this one this one's really good and you start sharing that conversation craig's actually got two of the same beers just for those who are listening and he's not sharing and he's not sharing, <laughs> he's not sharing them with either of them i'm not sharing no, no. unless you can have drink a vision i think you mentioned it before matt the, the pickup artist but it sounds like craig could give first date advice to when he's single beef up attendees why do you think we're staying in touch at one day i'm going to need those services i'm sure <laughs> I, I, Craig would have been such a player as, as a young man, Look I've got him. to say. Look at him. As opposed to now. Well, he's happily married. Yeah, but like, oh, I guess you mean like an active player, not just like someone who's kind of got the... Uh, back know. then when he used yeah. to be able to walk around and say he worked for NASA. Yeah, that's true, actually. Now, we've forgotten We've forgotten the, the thing that Craig's probably forgotten that he's volunteered to do, Ooh. which is <laughs> reprise that amazing sort of woe to go. It was called a beginner's photography course but it should be compulsory viewing for anyone who's got any interest in photography that that's sort of it was like year one of a photography degree it was amazing year one in one hour yeah so you're doing that again if you i'm doing that again yep year one in one hour that sounds really scary when you say it like that i'd be like oh wow i'm gonna need to write down really fast you know what it's funny you should say that yeah i've actually still have had a few people um kid you not have uh, i've spoken to them about that specific presentation and it wasn't too long ago and they just had they had epiphanies mind blown yeah and some of the some of the little snippets that i talked about uh stuck with them since then no i love it i love it it was it was it was because you know you know it's like with anything when you go back to the foundational work and you get someone else coming at it from a slightly different point of view you learn something every time Mm. um it was brilliant, and and what Nick's I even off is, Nick's even off auto now. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations, <laughs> Nick. Well done. But you walk through, you'd see the beginners going brain blown, but they'd learn something, and then you'd see like Tom Park going, "Oh, it's kind of interesting. I hadn't thought about it like that." So the full range it was it was super. Mm, mm. I mean, you know, one of the things that um, uh, look anybody's listening when when you're listening to this podcast is I want you to I want you to write this down. Because I, I talk about um, triangles, and the yeah, we all as photographers, you know the exposure triangle: ISO, shutter speed, and aperture. Plain and simple. Yay, we've all got that one. But let we got we can talk about. There's three other triangles you can work with, and I'm going to drop the hint on the first one. And to all images, you've got to have good content. So that's good subject matter. You've got to frame it and compose it, and then you've got to have great light. So content, what is it you're shooting? So let's just look at the content, any shed or collection or any environmental portrait. Let's just put sheds aside. Let's just talk about an environmental portrait. It's the content. So the content, if the content's not happy, then you're not going to, the, the subject is not going to feel comfortable in the shot. 
then you sit when they're happy then you start composing it in your mind and then you start thinking about how you're going to light it and then you pluck the camera down you tell the person that this is exactly where the, where you want them and you keep talking to them while you're shooting i never talk to anybody behind the camera I actually channeled some of what you were talking about, Craig. I took my very, I'm going to say my best environmental portrait of all time about three months ago. Yeah. And I was actually, I know it was weird because I shouldn't have been thinking of you, but I was. Um, but I photographed my daughter halfway through a C-section emerging as an environmental portrait. And I know it sounds a bit weird and creepy, but it just so happens that, you know, you were saying about the lighting in, um, in, in like the sheds and things you use sort of what's there. So it just so happens that theater lighting becomes very spotlit because the, yeah. and so there's this spotlight on Isla, just like hands up in the air, just screaming like all buggery halfway out. It's, it's um, yeah, it's actually on my Instagram. I'd love you to check it out, Craig. I will. I will. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What do you Absolutely. feel smug about, Nick? It was a pretty cool shot. It, it was, was a, a cool shot. shot. It, it was, was. It was. I was just. I just imagined shot. the discussion afterwards with Laura. Which oh, was, the, well, what were you doing setting up lights while I was sort of getting <laughs> cut out and a spotlight and everything? Grid. Yeah. What degree grid yeah. did you have on that? There you go. Hold on. He's like, oh, it's gonna. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Oh, so you can't really say there, but it's anyway. It's on my Insta. It's on my Insta. But it, no, it was funny because the anesthetist was actually taking um, photos for us as well. He hadn't. He borrowed Laura's iPhone. And he's like there snapping away. And then like he's telling me where to be at the right time because he was a budding photographer. But it was interesting though because like out of all the, the shots, you know, the, it, it, the scene itself is very sim simplistic and it yeah. is. But at the same time, I think, you know, knowing yourself, obviously knowing your subject matter, but you're right. There is something about being connected to your subject matter that makes a big difference. There's nothing worse than taking a photo of something you don't really care about. Like you can see it in a shot, I think. Yeah, and you've got to connect with your subject. You have to. It's imperative. And that's, I mean, that's why I related it to the landscape. Because if you're going to go out to a landscape, you've got to connect with the landscape that you're going to go and photograph. Yeah, I'm sick and tired of seeing sunset and sunrises. My God, they're as common as you know what. But, you know, bring something different to the table. Um, when it's, you like aer it's like aerial photography, isn't it, Nick? Oh. You know, it's like those shots where there's just the same abstract stuff again and is that yeah, oh, moving on moving oh, on moving on sorry oh, God. Oh, I don't offend anyone there's a lot of aerial photographers at people that's, that's fine no it's fine it's all good everything will be okay none of them will listen to this anyway so we don't have anything to worry about True. oh no hang on we, we can contractually oblige to uh, to discuss another matter here ooh like uh, you're a member of the AIPP aren't you I, I am. Uh, I'm, yeah, I've been a former board member, a uh, Victorian state president, and I now sit on the awards committee. So uh, you, you've heard that we're now sponsored by AIPP. I know. So does that mean that we're your boss? No, is it the other way? I think it? it'd be the other way Shit. around, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, God. No. Uh, Can I get you a drink, Craig? Probably gives Craig <laughs> unprecedented powers now. Yeah, I know. Right? I am so excited about having the institute on board. You know, the institute is, and that's let's just put it: the institute is is there to represent uh, professional photography for everyone. And you know, anybody who's got a camera in their hand will sit there and they go, oh, "I want to be a professional photographer." Go for your life. 
Just not in a COVID year. Don't do it in a COVID year. No, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know about Not to put you, a wet I've, blanket on that one. But. Uh, I have lost so much work. Oh, hold on. Sorry. Did you just... Sorry, Craig, not to... D- I don't want to... I don't want to... We want to pick that up. But as soon as you said that, you know, get a camera in your hand and be a professional photographer, Nick desperately ran to get a camera in his hand just so that he could have a warm, glowing moment of being told he was a professional photographer. Well, that he can be. He still can be. If he tries really hard, he could still make it one day. <laughs> oh, look at that. Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, and- Matching. Craig's gone and got a bigger one than Nick's. Oh, there we, I don't even know where my camera is, to be honest. It's probably in um, a box somewhere. But, but Craig, um, yeah, Nick. Have, have the AIPP got any idea what they got themselves into? Because oh, I sort of hear the professional photography bit and go, they've not been to the festival. They've clearly That's, not been to the festival. Okay, so what I was getting at is you don't have to be a professional photographer to be a member. And it's about the institute is is about education, and it's about educating everybody who has a camera in their hand about what it is to be a photographer. If you want to aspire to be a professional photographer, the institute can certainly be there as a vehicle to assist you. And the institute's not just the word the AIPP; it's the community that surrounds. And the networking that you that you do within the institute, and just like the community that BFOP has set, um, the amount of people that say, you know, just the vibe around BFOP. Um, I learned so much just by rubbing shoulders with people. I don't want to be a professional photographer, but I just want to know more about how to use my camera. And that's sort of what the institute is there for. It's it's there to support those who. Uh, want to make a business out of photography. It's there to support those who don't want to be uh, make a business out of photography, but want to have more knowledge and more, um, yeah, more knowledge with regards to photography. I mean, this is why you guys put together BFOP. You know, it's a community where people can, like-minded people, like-minded photographers or people who've got cameras, who wants to learn more about photography? Uh, that 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 wasn't the reason, Craig. It was because it was the only way to get a beer sponsorship from the Bright Brewery. Yeah, unfortunately, it was a drunken bet, oh. really. Yeah, <laughs> but well, the I results tried. have been pretty good. Amazingly, <laughs> so who, who would have thought? Yeah, who would have thought? We'd be happy here. about that, right? <laughs> it hasn't gone too badly so far, but then we haven't done this year yet, so. Jesus. So, uh, yeah, well, that's what, I mean, I think the Institute is, it's about educating, and it's educating the community too about what professional photography is all about. You know, what do you, what do you guys, you guys, uh, you know, want to sprout out to get 400 plus people online? We're you trying. Guys, could you get 600? Uh, well, could you handle that, 800. I reckon we could take, honestly, we're, um, who knows? How it's about more about thousand? Zoom. What can Zoom take? The thing is next year, what we're excited about, I think, is next year, like the possibilities that we have. You know, this year has obviously been a bit of a a bit of a, a muck up in a, in a lot of ways. Like we've had to change the whole format. But the cool thing about it, I think, is that it's made people probably really appreciate that getting away. It's made people appreciate that community even more. And so, yeah, yeah I, we, I think we'd both love to see BFOP in a face-to-face environment, um, you know, that, that grow to that sort of number. It'd be, it'd be huge. Imagine that. Twice as many people in that marquee, staying nice and warm, shoulder to shoulder, being rained on by the 
the morning dew, two mm. skate ramps interrupting all the presentations. Yeah, be amazing. Twice the amount of Brumbies running down. Maybe we can get the Brumbies running down the main street of Bright. <laughs> well, you know, you know, you know what we had lined up for this year: freestyle motocross teams. Really? Yeah. Mm. We also we also tried to hire a circus. Which we oh, thought we would be we bloody had hilarious. Yeah, we, had we had a circus, circus teed up. So the idea was that you know we had like little, um, you know, last year you could just rock up to the skate ramp and mm. and shoot the skate ramp. So we thought, how cool would it be? If we got an actual freaking circus to turn up. Wow! And we could just have like a whole like just people just like I'm going to say like beef up carnies. I want to call them <laughs> like <laughs> just hey, going around doing their thing. Like next year, plan for that, and we'll do environmental portraits with uh, circus carnies. Oh, absolutely. That's well. That's anyway. That's that was That'd on the be list. Fantastic. So, so no, look, um, yeah. there's, yes, it's on Zoom, but there's so much, so much stuff coming up for this year. Could we get like a virtual carny? We just we get could. like one of someone just to turn up to workshops randomly dressed in costume and just interrupt everything. Tom Pot. <laughs> yeah, basically, <laughs> <laughs> I I tried getting Hamish. You know Hamish. Hamish Nandy Hamish. Oh Hamish yeah, Blake. yeah. I yeah. tried because he does he does his zoom zoom um, bombs. Um, one more for uh, what what does he call it? Um, zoom for one more, and um, I tried to get him in on a couple of uh, zoom sessions that I've had. He you know didn't re- respond, but yeah. There you go, there you go, Nick. That's your your job this That's week. Your, job, one, your one job. Yeah. Oh, Make it I've got. A, I have a different idea though, Matt. We'll talk about this later. We'll talk about it offline. I'm not yeah. dressing up as Andy, all right? Oh, no, 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 no. This is going to be good. Okay. But can you see how this is just having this general conversation, guys? Is you just all of a sudden you come up with ideas? Just not the, everybody can come up with all the ideas. When you share with like-minded, everybody comes up with new ideas. And, you go, and then it spurred an idea for you, didn't it, Nick? I, I also feel that alcohol is helping in this situation. Always does. Yeah. Gets those uh, creative juices flowing. You know, Nick pays me out. I get a text message from Nick nearly every day at 2 p.m. asking if I'm in the bath. And how often do you say yes? Pretty much every single day. Mm-hmm. And that's my place to come up with creative ideas. And I always get I get paid out for that. But that that to me is, um, how do you put it? That's that inspiration, the inspiration for beef up. A lot of that happens in the bath. There's an insight for that. No, can we talk about something else? There's an insight for Can we move on from the bathtub? Speaking of Did you, do you bring actually, your rubber ducky? I'm actually hanging out because I, I didn't have time today. So my bath time is in like 10 minutes. So you didn't bring it. So do you bring your rubber ducky? I do. I do. Yeah, that's what he rubber calls it. Rubber ducky. What's, I don't know why everyone's got something. What's wrong with a bath? Everyone, yeah. Anyway. I, I love a bath. I freaking love a bath every day. Ooh, bath, baths are fantastic. My fiance's business I bet is you bath, Nick products. Does bath bombs too don't you that's right who needs bath bombs Fizz and bath i can't bombs. remember the last time i had a bath do you no have a bath baths. no time you you're missing, missing out man do you actually have one yeah you got one and is it like can you He's stretch probably... out in it or is it like one of those like do you have to like curl up in a what ball what do you mean yeah oh, how, no. how, how does nick not have a bath in one of his 17 bathrooms he's <laughs> <laughs> probably got six so the thing I like, we've got a bath that I, it, it, it's about three foot deep. So you, you can base, it's basically a warm swimming pool. 
I'm I'm betting at about this point that even the most loyal BFOP listeners are going. This is well. Oh no, we'll cut this. this. We'll cut this long ago. We should do. We should do a wrap up that we can, and we just cut like this section out of the middle. It's just spiraling out of control. It's very. very, This is very. very, Look, this is very fast heading towards Tom Part territory. If I'm honest, this needs to be cut right down to like a 15 minute one. Thanks, Wes. I can't imagine what that one went like. Well, I can actually. I know what Tom's like. Obviously, don't. You do not want to know how that went. Nine, what nine o'clock, something oh like that. Anyway, this, put it this way: the the raw file should be deleted. Yeah, yeah, but I might just burn that hard burn drive. It, burn completely. that hard drive. But can, yep. can how would it ever be possible to cut a podcast with Craig Wetchin down to fifteen minutes? Go, Louise, yeah, stop, you man, stop it. What? You, st- I'm pretty sure you still hold the record for the longest podcast of mine. Oh really? It was either you or maybe Watto. Watto might have waffled on longer. Yeah, than... he was pretty impressive. Yeah, so he was almost like a two-parter, wasn't he? You did it. Maybe I should have done it so in series. It's interesting. waffling. So I must have waffled then. Well, oh, I mean, look, hey, seriously, Wes. Look, oh, really, look, Wes. We could listen. We could listen to that podcast or watch um, I'm, two I'm, Lord of the I'm Rings insulted. movies. Right, so is there anything else? BFOP's fast approaching. Is there anything else we need to mention other than tickets are still on sale, obviously? I, I want to mention one last thing um, to do with BFOP. It's pretty exciting. We've had confirmation from Nikon that they will be doing um, a competition this year um, on top of our regular competitions. And this is going to be a nine-part collage. So um, there's one of the workshops from Vicky Bell is actually going to go through how to do this um, during the festival. But it's um, you can win a Z50, which is pretty freaking awesome. Wow. Yeah. Wow, so, um, that's fantastic. My yeah. God. So that's your jam. Um, pretty easy competition to enter. And it's going to be to, it's actually quite up your alley in a way, Craig. It's not portraiture, but it's abstract um, collage. So you've got nine abstracts, but they have to be from around your house and they have to tell us something about you. So it's all about trying to find Ooh. objects or things around the house that would, I guess, give some insight or hints as to who you are. And we've even hijacked Nikon's catchphrase of my Nikon life to my BFOP life. So, Whoa, um, yeah, competition nice. details should be up by the time you hear this. Otherwise, they're coming soon. Or we cancelled it because um, it all got pulled. So, anyway, if you've seen it, um, the competition details will be on the website. Um, and if they're not, well, just ignore what I said. We'll act like it <laughs> never happened. Wow, we're getting yeah. so professional this year. We've got catchphrases and sponsors and... I know it's weird. I, I know. got an email from Nick the other day saying, "Don't happening? make this contract too wanky and corporate." <laughs> I, I was like, "What are you talking about? You wrote it, you ass." <laughs> I find it so exciting, guys, because I remember BFOP one and the, the spreadsheet they came out with the timetable and the schedule. It was just like, "Whoa!" Now look at this, man. Look at this schmick website you got going on here. It's almost like we paid someone to do that. I know. It's crazy. It's just happened so quick. That We're not going to be paying you, anyone. Let me tell no, you. No, <laughs> no, that's why. That's... I was like, Matt, do we pay someone? What's going on? I was going to say, isn't that you? <laughs> uh, well, oh, Craig, it's been, it's been fantastic to catch up with you. And I certainly am looking forward to seeing what you've got in store for us in a couple of weeks or I, I don't know, but maybe tomorrow. Probably, whenever, probably hours. I guess we, yeah, whenever this gets released, whenever it is. But as of now, it's a couple of weeks away. And we're all looking forward to it, Craig. Oh, look, I'm, I'm looking forward to sharing, um, I guess, a little bit of my world uh, um, on on the screen rather than running around with Brumbies and 
people who make guns or blacksmiths with sparks flying over all over the place. But at least it sounds like it's going to be a lot safer. It will be a little bit safer. I'll, I'll definitely try to get the sparks flying. and uh, Insurance might even cover it this year. Yeah, yes. have um, we saved money on insurance this year? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. fantastic. That's, Zoom insurance. That's, that's, that's perfect. Like our insurance is about 95% of the cost of the festival. It's a nightmare. And if Nick just shut his mouth, it would probably be like 20% of the cost. But for every time he talks, they're like, no, that, that's going up. That's going yeah, up again. No, nah, that's going up. Uh, well, we'll see you very soon, Craig. And we'll see everyone else very soon too. You will. Absolutely. So looking forward to it. Thank you very much, buddy. We'll see you soon. If you haven't checked out Craig's work before, jump on craigwetchen.com just to have a look at it, to visualize some of these things that he talks about, to put that in perspective for you and give you a little bit of an insight as to the amazing quality of the work that he creates. So his, his workshops are always some of the most popular at BFOP. So I would highly recommend putting those ones in the diary and making sure you get along to those ones. Don't forget tickets are still on sale. So jump on the website beefopaustralia.com and don't forget to join in the socials as well. Uh, BFOP Australia or Bright Festival of Photography. Just search for either one of those on Facebook and you'll find the group. So join in there and we will see you on the weekend.